0: In this episode, we visit the matrix, learn how to make all business decisions better, and can the machine really understand leases?
1: Oil and gas has always
0: challenged technology. Now it's time for tech to challenge back. Come hear how the best minds in the industry are making those solutions a reality on the Oil & Gas Technology Podcast with your host, Mark LaCour. Welcome back. Please, please, please. The show is brand new. We're only on episode number eight. If you want to help me support this show, please leave me a review. It takes a couple of minutes. Let us know how good we're doing. Let us know if we need to improve on something. We love five-star reviews, but I'll take any review. And today we have Tony Benson on from Grouper. And all this show is entirely made possible by flutour.com Action Night, not, not Insights. There's my plug for our sponsor right there. Tony, welcome aboard. Thank you for having me, Mark. Yeah, we did a little video short a while back and it got a little bit of attention for, for what you and your company, doing which is really awesome
2: yeah it really was man it was a uh, very exciting stuff and it sure as played out really well for us at that quorum connections event down in vegas it had a really good time and uh we were talked about so were you quite frankly so
0: hopefully it was good yeah <laughs>
2: it, was, <laughs> it was three it was uh, four and a half stars not five <laughs> no but it was very good and it's it was exciting
0: yeah we'll throw a link to the link to the video we shot in the uh, show notes If you want to go check that out so tony what does grouper do
2: that's a great question You know, for this conversation, for this context, I think, you know, what Grouper does for oil and gas companies in the energy sector is to be able to process data for usable information and usable data. It leverages artificial intelligence and machine learning to give quality data to make virtually any type of business decision, whether it be on the drilling side, completion on land acquisition divestitures. You can only make a good decision, a most informed decision based off quality data. And that's what Grouper does. I don't want to get into the jargon of it just yet, but in the end, that's, that's what Grouper does is provide the quality data to make better business decisions across the enterprise.
0: Now, that's the, the marketing spiel, which I totally get. Well, there's a bunch of stuff y'all do. You and I've talked a bunch. We've known each other for a while. There's a bunch of stuff that you do that I think is really, really cool. So how many people have to write code to get something like this to work?
2: <laughs> Absolutely Zero.
0: Did you hear that, audience? There's nobody slinging code, right? This is a totally different way to integrate machine learning, natural language processing, all that sort of stuff. And, Tony, y'all have done some really cool stuff with with what I would consider non-structured data, right? So literally printed out PDFs and stuff like that. Let's talk about that a little bit because that's huge in this industry.
2: Yeah, very huge. A lot of unstructured data sets because, you know, the bottom line, guys, I mean, you cannot control the source data, especially in this industry. So you even need something. That's able to understand intent of paragraphs, intent of what the document is supposed to be, where a lease analyst or a drill tech or what have you is looking at it. So that's what it's able to do. So it's literally
0: able to understand once everything is trained, it's to understand what it is. So if it's reading a mineral lease, it knows it's reading a mineral lease, right? If it's reading drilling logs, it knows it's reading drilling logs. I mean, this is enormous. This is huge. And the other thing I think y'all did that's so cool is you're out, actually out there making engineers jobs easier and we've talked about this on the show and other shows but in oil and gas a lot of an engineer's job is combing through massive amounts of excel spreadsheets trying to get the information they need so they can actually do their job as an engineer and you eliminate all of that and you hand the engineer exactly what they need so that if they're a structural engineer or a petroleum engineer they get to do what they're good at not combing through a bunch of excel
2: spreadsheets yeah exactly exactly mark and let's let's talk like a real life scenario here so let's just say that you're whether a small, medium, large oil and gas company, and you're getting hit with all of these operation reports coming in, right? Anything from non-productive time, the bottom hole assembly, what serial number was on the mud report? You know, why was this, why was this information put in when it when there wasn't supposed to be NPT and there was? You know, those are the things that people manually entering in, trying to understand versus how much money did we pay for this particular surface casing run? What vendor did we use? Why did we not save three hours here? like i said it gives the the engineer the business analyst the people making those you know allocating those afes the insight to be able to drill make those decisions faster and that's just one on the operation side of things so that's a real life scenario of of or the software taking in all of that information and the end user or the business analyst or engineers being able to make that uh, precise decision on where they should drill where not to drill what bit to use the the list goes on and on but it just automates that process for faster and, quite frankly, more accurate decisions.
0: Yeah, and so which is awesome. Which is it almost sounds like science fiction, except I've actually seen it, so <laughs> I know it. I know it actually works. But it's one of the cool thing is, and, and please no hate mail from IT. But one of the cool thing is you know, you don't need IT. This isn't a bunch of, of stuff that has to be integrated. you don't, you don't need APIs. You don't need, you know, there's no add-ons, no anything. You just come layer a grouper over. And even if that data is disparage, right? Different silos,
2: different database. Grouper doesn't care. No, it doesn't. And in fact, you know, that's where I mentioned this, this specific operations case. But what if you're, you know, going back to the unstructured data, what if you're in the land department? You just had a huge acquisition. I know the land guys out there are tired of not knowing what the heck they're buying or selling. at 25% I've heard. It's just not acceptable. And, you know, it's just because that huge amount of information coming at you is really hard to get to. And there are a lot of data scientists that are required. There's a lot of template building, a lot of coding building. And what this software allows as a unified platform is to be able to go ahead and, and look at this data without having to spend so much time on the software, engineering of the software itself to get a result. We're just interested in putting the software into getting the result without all, all of that extra effort, which in the end, it enables... To scale across the board instead of having singular modules or singular points of contact for a specific solution. That's not the way to go. There's too many, there's too much information. There's too many departments. There's too many people to be able to have that scale where you could afford it, quite frankly. And we've broken the mold on that.
0: Yeah. And even if a company tried to do this themselves, if they built their own in-house system, the moment they turn it on, it's already antiquated. (laughs) Whereas Grouper (laughs) is constantly changing, constantly learning, constantly being updated. So instead of the oil company worried about IT type of stuff, they just worry about drilling for oil or pipelines or refining or whatever. And y'all take care of the business use of the technology.
2: Well, yeah. And it's twofold. I'll be very clear. BIS software publisher of Grouper are not the ones drilling the wells. The subject matter experts and the people that are there doing drilling the wells that is their job. It is to get that oil out of the ground, it's to, you know, process it to send it wherever it needs to go. That's not our forte. Our forte is dealing with the data or allowing software automation, machine learning to be able to give all that data to the people who would then make those decisions based off that data. That is our expertise and, you know, We've done that for over 30 years with that with a multitude and a variety of data sets. And one of the biggest pain points that we've experienced is, as a, a reseller of a lot of this technology that exists today, until we created and developed Grouper in-house over a 15-year period, was that problem of, well, when data changes, we have a problem, which means you're consistently having a problem, especially and it's been it's exacerbated in this in the oil and gas industry. So it's really taken off the last two and a half, two years, and it's been very, very, very exciting.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we mentioned earlier how Grouper can actually read stuff. And I want to be very clear to audience. I really mean read it and understand it, which is it's easy to have optical character recognition. That's been around forever. But to understand the intent of what this document is, is, is incredible. But it frees up the the people to actually do what they're really good at. Now you mentioned that this grouper has been a 15 year process. What's the backstory of that? Like what was the impetus that started biz from looking to do something like this?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we were a reseller of, of a lot of products, various capture platforms. We used to, you know, process a lot of, a lot of lease data from various counties, parishes around the United States, a lot of hospital records getting outside the vertical a bit. And we would stand up these systems, both on the front end and back end. And, we saw a problem from within as we processed these documents for companies. And as a reseller, there was a huge gap. One of the first gaps that we noticed was classification. Could the software really read the, the classification type? Because if you can't classify a particular document, whether it be a drilling report, a completion report, a particular type of lease, it doesn't really matter what the extraction points come after that. So it really developed on the classification side. And then we figured, you know, these are some ugly looking documents. <laughs> is there a way? Is there a way to have some NLP if there's a smudge in the in the document? If the sentence structure breaks down to the right, if the page is literally one eighty, if it was written and authored a hundred years ago, and, and and there's certain sections of it missing, we take all of this in a platform scenario of image processing, OCR, classification, extraction, normalization, standardization as an entire platform, and that's or. That's what we wanted, and that's what we needed to develop, which is exactly what we did and now we found our our home here in oil and gas
0: I think that's I think that's really cool so so y'all had the need internally dealing with your clients, so you just go we'll just build it ourselves
2: that's exactly right, and I think that's I mean I'll be very clear I mean there was only one Stein that ever lived in this world, and I'm pretty sure he's gone, so we don't have you know thirty five hundred Einsteins running around our building. what we do have is fifteen to twenty years of some failures of not being able to stand up those systems. You know, when people say it's able to understand intent, we didn't feel comfortable, you know, making that statement anymore. And, you know, based off of those failures, we, we developed over learned and applied knowledge what exactly we should be doing. So think if you're a drilling operation, you know, a lot of the a lot of that knowledge is based off of experience. Well, we shouldn't be using this particular PDC bit. Well, I don't know if we should be drilling here in this particular area. A lot of those were from the mistakes of the past. And it's the same scenario here at BIS. We developed the software based off of the mistakes and the gaps from within it. And then we built a platform around our clients' needs and, quite frankly, our own. And to this day, we use Grouper in-house. So whatever, whatever company, whatever major, whatever upstart, whatever, is using Grouper, I have good news. We're using Grouper too, so it's consistently being it's consistently being developed.
0: Yeah. You brought up a good point as far as a lot of stuff that done is done in this industry is based upon experience and knowledge. And we're facing a talent shortage of Epic proportions. Whereas All of that knowledge or a lot of that knowledge is is disappearing right? as people leave, as people retire. And so with the ability for Grouper to come in and look at all the different data silos and learn how the business is done, it's also going to help these new young workforce that comes in to keep from making the mistakes of the past. They don't necessarily have to learn from experience. They can learn from the data that. Up until now, you really couldn't get your hands around because it, it was all over the place. Some of it was structured, some of it wasn't. Some of it had taxonomy. Some of it was in this type of database. Some was in that type of database. Some was on somebody's hard drive on their laptop. Now all that's gone.
2: You know, Mark, you bring up a really, really good point that I should have mentioned earlier: the tribal knowledge aspect of this. So, you know, I worked as a consultant at Apache, BHP, slash Petrahawk, and as we, as everyone knows in the industry, there are a lot of consultants that come in and out. A lot of awesome knowledge comes, in. there are a lot of smart people in this industry. A lot of experience. And they come in and take that experience with them. But when they leave, that experience is gone. That tribal knowledge is gone. So with going back to the new people coming in and the old people leaving, I mentioned that word artificial intelligence and machine learning. That knowledge that the software is able to obtain from leases in the Bach and the Utica, that knowledge from various operators around the world in the United States, it's learning on those documents. So groupers... If you think about it, the employee that you train once and never ask for a raise, because you're consistently, it's consistently getting smarter, consistently learning. And you bring up a really good point with the new employees coming in, those people would, would be able to say, Oh, here's the data in front of me, instead of having to gather it all up or have to take that time that it shortens the time of that experience and knowledge that they want to obtain in order to make, you know, why they got hired, et cetera. So very, very very key point with the tribal knowledge aspect. This stays with it.
0: I like how you phrase that. This employee you train once and never asks for a
2: raise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell you, you don't want to do that too many times. But uh, and and for the record, just to be very very clear, I mean, you know, artificial intelligence kind of gets a bad rap. It's a buzzword nowadays, and like you know, we start having these conversations, and it's like, is this going to take my job? And you know, that is a completely understandable and normal type of reaction. But the truth is, is that, you know, I have found personally that there are up and downs in this oil and gas industry. This allows to be able to streamline, to save jobs. This technology is coming. So if you get ahead of it and understand how to use it, it's overall better for the career, for the company, et cetera, because it, it, it is coming. And I think that's an important distinction with this, this type of AI, which we can get into what our AI actually means. But I just want to make that point very, very, very clear. It's it's been my experience. It's actually saving and creating jobs because of so much information coming at us. Everyone knows in the oil and gas industry that there is so much data that we don't see that several, you know, lots of companies pay millions and millions and millions of dollars for. They never use the data. But what if they could? Would that allow for more jobs? I believe it would
0: yeah and you're also driving efficiencies efficiencies drive costs down, which means you can afford to pay people more or you can keep the people that normally you would might have had to lay off so it, it makes total sense to me. It is interesting you brought up what does AI mean in your from your point of view, what is artificial intelligence?
2: well, from our point of view from grouper, I mean before I came here, I would have guessed the matrix, but you know simply put, everyone's definition of AI is different as it should because it's a very broad topic, you know, hence the buzzword, but simply put. Our AI is a synthetic understanding of data and let's dig down a little bit deeper into that. So what does that mean? It means that it's able to understand data the way the business would like it to understand in a form of what we call a content model. Well, what's a content model? Let's dig down a little deeper. A content model that we create is gathering up of information. So let's just say you have hundreds of emails coming to you. Let's just say you have a file share or historical data at SharePoint, whatever it gathers in the information from these various sources, both digital or paper. It then cleans up the image for what we, we talked about, a better OCR result. It then classifies that document. Drilling report, if it's an accounts payable, finances, what vendor, what do we name it? The extraction piece. I think the oil and gas industry might have coined the term acronym. So there's a lot of different, there's a lot of the same ways or the same things that people call is the same thing differently it means different things so when we extract information we can it normalizes and standardizes that data and then it outputs it to whatever source it needs to go so that what it is synthetic understanding of data what it is a content model and what it does i just described that is the ai And once again we have found it to be a very effective tool helping people understand what the heck's coming out of them in these various departments.
0: Yeah, it it is. It is literally amazing to watch this industry change almost beneath my feet. You know, just 10 years ago, uh, you and I would not be talking about this on the microphone (laughs) because it it just didn't exist. Right. And now it's all over the place. And when people think of AI, a lot of them think of things like Siri or Cortana or Amazon echo, where you actually get to talk to the machine. Machine gives you good information. But the thing that Grouper does, that I think is incredible, is you know, if you ask Siri, hey, where is there a pair? Well, Siri may say your pair of shoes is over there or you can go buy pairs at the grocery store. Siri doesn't really understand. Siri's putting words together and trying to make sense of it. Grouper would understand exactly what I was talking about, right? Because it has that AI component fully baked in.
2: No, exactly. And, you know, once again, it going back to that that insight that you need. So I guess a good analogy would be you know, if I were or if I were to give you $10,000 and say, invest in this. The first thing that you would do is you would gather data to make the most informed decision possible. Now, how you do that is that's a variety of ways you can do that. But to make the most informed decisions in anything, you need data. You need access to data. Is that quality data, etc.? So to make those informed decisions, the most informed, you need that data brought to you and that's and that's what grouper allows for that's what the software and the ai allows for is it's 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 very simple when you break it down in simplest of terms once again it just allows for a better quality business decision and whether they be drilling land acquisitions etc
0: and there's a flip side of that though tony and that flip side is if there's bad data in there that a human may not catch as being bad grouper will catch that it's bad and keep you from making bad decisions based upon bad data that happens in this industry all the time.
2: Absolutely. It's able to flag certain things that just were, were being missed because other things were more important. But as everyone knows, those little mistakes add up and they add up very, very large. So once again, it goes back to the engineers doing engineer work, the people in the field or the ones allocating the, the AFEs, which vendors to use. It just allows for them to be able to make those high value decisions and high value actions versus the lower not, I wouldn't say decisions, but the lower type of work with respect to manual entry and the mundaneness of the of that type of work. So once again, Grouper is able to allow for a higher value decision and a decision making process in entirety.
0: And the decision-making process doesn't have to be built upon years and years and decades of experience, right? It's just, this is just awesome. So we're getting to the point where we're starting to need to wind down the show. This is normally a point where I ask, ask you, Tony, where should people go? But instead of sending people to your website, I think we're better off sending people to you so they can have that one-on-one experience. So audience, if you're interested in learning more about Grouper, go check out Tony's LinkedIn profile. We will actually put a link in the show notes. And Tony, I guess you can go ahead and mention your company's website just so your company doesn't get mad at you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good idea, sir. Good idea www.grouper.com
0: we'll put those links in the show notes as well all right so tony this is we've just scratched the surface of this i think we're going to come back later and have you back on the show and go a little bit deeper i wouldn't actually mind maybe even getting a demo of grouper that we can actually share with our audience so we're so audience stay tuned we're just scratching the surface. This this is super important stuff this is real this is not theory this is not academia i've seen it tony y'all have a bunch of oil and gas clients now you're out there trying to help other oil and gas customers so like i said people if you want to learn more reach out to tony on linkedin and then this is the point of show where we actually do the product reviews so if you're a company and you have a techie gadgety product that you'd like reviews let me know please people quit calling me and tell me you want me to review your mud pump that's not what i'm looking for on this i appreciate it but it's not what i'm looking for and so today's product review we're going to give two thumbs up to the square jellyfish spring mount tony you shoot self videos shoot videos on a case phone yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever tried to mount your phone on a tripod, but it's really hard to get a mouth that fits every phone and that is strong. This little square jellyfish is awesome. It's made of metal. It won't break. It's expandable. It'll fit any type of phone. It even fits some of the smaller tablets. It has a quarter-inch tripod mount. We use this all the time. They're dirt cheap. We'll put a link in the show notes. The cool thing about it, Tony, is if, you, if it breaks ever, as long as you own it, they don't want you to send it back. They want you to take a picture of it and send it to them so they can work on their quality control. And they just send you another one. And they're just great custom care. And they're they're like 13 bucks. So if you shoot videos or uh, selfies and you need to mount your phone or tripod, use this thing. We use OGG and use these things all the time. Like I said, there's a link in the show notes. And then you've heard me talk on the other shows about the street team. We're looking for people that want to be part of what we're doing as a volunteer. We ask you for one hour of work a week. But if something gets in the way, like your significant other, jobs, dogs, whatever, it's okay if you can't do it. we got a whole bunch of them. Well, There's a link in the show notes there. It's a private Facebook group. Go join and then Tim or Julia will reach out to you. And then, like I said, this podcast is sponsored by Flutura and Tony Flutura has given away these awesome cyber backpacks. It's really easy. You go to getflutura.com forward slash podcast OGGN or easier than that is just swipe to the show notes and click on the link. We give away one a wink. So go throw your information in there and hopefully win one of these awesome backpacks. And then while you're out on the web, go ahead and hit the website. This podcast is brand new. We need the traffic please. <laughs> give us uh, so it's com. give us your email we promise not to spam you and then join the linkedin group OGG on linkedin that we're over two thousand members and growing it's the home for this podcast and all the other podcasts tony dude this was awesome thank you so much for your time today
2: hey man thank you very much mark and i really appreciate your time and once again I'd, I'd encourage anybody who's wanting to you know take part what mark's doing or whatnot it's really it's really helped me get the the message out on this stuff so it's it's been a Really good experience overall, Mark. I really want to thank
0: you for it. Yeah, it's been a good experience for us too. It's always cool when we get to talk about real technology that helps the oil and gas industry. All right, Tony. So thanks for coming on. We're going to get out of here. We are making sure that you don't get left behind one episode at a time. And here's Julie with Events on Deck.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Julie here with the Events on Deck for May 2019. We have our Midland Happy Hour on May 21st. At Midland Beer Garden, and it will be from 6 to 9. And then we have our Houston Happy Hour, and it's going to be at the Cannon from 6 to 9 on May 28th. This month we have the Oil and Gas Smart Contracts Conference on May 15th and 16th, and we will actually be launching another one of our new podcasts live from that event. So check it out, the link is in the show notes. We have the Merge Market Energy Forum on May 21st. It's in Houston. Just check that out in the show notes. And then we have a charity event, Golf for Good. That's a golf charity event for Redeemed Ministries. That's going to be on June 11th, 2019. And they are still looking for sponsors. So check that out in our show notes. And if you want to sponsor or register, just click the link in the show notes. And that is it for the the month of may some events on deck in the the coming months we have shoot for the future a clay shoot on friday july 26th and then napes and the the nape summer is coming up in august and that is it for our upcoming events Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.